0: This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for December and January of 2021. 2020 has been quite a year. We hardly need to go over it as we're still living within a worldwide pandemic which was declared last March. At the time, the grain complex partially fractured on the news as supply lines were interrupted and end users withdrew from the market. Over time, much of this was corrected, or at least corrected as much as possible, with a devastating second wave of COVID-19 now manifesting itself on the market. Little did we know, the market would rally late in the year. And as combine rolled into October and November, we saw some of the highest grain prices since 2013. Essentially, grain prices were high when they should have been low. COVID-19 was part of that puzzle, and as we go into 2021, it continues. With a vaccine now a reality, the grain world of 2021 might be a bit more traditional. On December 10th, the USDA released their latest crop production and world agricultural demand and supply report. USDA put out no surprises in corn as the December report offered no U.S. changes from their November report. U.S. corn production is still set to come in at 14.507 billion bushels, based on a national yield of 175.8 bushels per acre. This is based on a harvested acreage figure of 82.5 million acres. Total ending stocks for 2020 and 21 are set at 1.7021 billion bushels. Corn export demand is forecast to be record at 2.65 billion. On the soybean side of the ledger, USDA kept the status quo from November with the exception of a 15 million bushel decline in soybean ending stocks to 175 million bushels, and if it comes to fruition, it will be the lowest since 2013-14. This was largely due to an increase in U.S. domestic crush. Soybean production remains at 4.17 billion bushels, with the national average yield remaining at 50.7 bushels per acre. USDA lowered Argentinian production to 50 million metric tons and maintained Brazil's soybean production at 133 million metric tons. U.S. wheat production remained unchanged from the November report. On December 11th, wheat soybeans and corn futures were higher than the last market trends report. December 2020 corn futures were at 423 a bushel. The January 2020 soybean futures were at 1160 a bushel. And the December 2020 Chicago wheat futures closed at 614 a bushel. The Minneapolis March 2021 wheat futures closed at 570 a bushel, with the September 2021 contract closing at 593 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of December 11th closed at $46.57 a barrel, down from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of $40.13 a barrel, and the average price for U.S. ethanol on December 11th in the U.S. was $1.47 a U.S. gallon, down from the $1.63 recorded in the last market trends report. The Canadian dollar noon rate on December 11th was .7831 U.S. higher than the .7613 U.S. recorded here in the last market trends report, and the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. Now we're in Ontario, for the most part, harvest is over. Now good weather in November and decent weather in December has helped put this crop into the bin. Vom and corn hasn't been widespread issue this year, although there was some evidence of it along Lake Erie Shore in Essex and Chatham-Kent. Good yields were evident across Ontario with regional variations reflecting the long year. Good yields and good prices don't often happen at the same time, but for all its problems, 2020 seems to have given Ontario farmers that gift. U.S. basis levels for both corn and soybeans in Ontario are higher historically than they usually are, which has helped. In Canadian dollar terms, it's been more of a mixed bag as the loony has risen a couple cents U.S. from the last market trends report, and soybeans briefly were above $15 only to settle back on futures erosion and a higher dollar. A $0.78 Canadian dollar is still a stimulus for Ontario cash prices. Ontario demand for both corn and soybeans has been dynamic. For instance, corn is being exported to the UK from Hamilton and other ports into Quebec, taking advantage of Canadian free trade under CETA. At the same time, corn from the U.S. has been imported into both Ontario and Quebec to satisfy some end-users. Now, at first glance, that doesn't make sense, but over a long timeline, commitments are made and fulfilled. As it is, farmers need to keep abreast of the movement of cash grain through cash prices on the ground. Exporting corn will likely continue in the spring. A 15% renewed ethanol mandate in Ontario will surely help within the marketplace. And you can check out all our Ontario cash grain prices by going to the marketing section. Of our website. Now, the bottom line is grain prices are good now. We got here with our eyes wide open during one of the most tumultuous years ever. Global pandemics are world changing events, the last of which was over 100 years ago. The price rally was difficult to see last summer, but a combination of supply and demand factors came together, led by soybeans, to push the market much higher. Is it over? Well, nobody knows, but as we forge ahead into 2021, the year 2020 should teach us a marketing lesson. As darkest markets were last summer, sometimes it's always darkest before the dawn. 2021 will be another new day. We're into a weather market heading into January. The Nina weather phenomena continues to make nervous a market where Brazilian soybean supplies have become taken for granted. CONAB, the Brazilian crop agency, is saying 126 to 128 million metric tons of soybeans are being produced in Brazil. The USDA continues to say 133 million metric tons. Simply put, weather is exacting a price on the Brazilian crop and it's difficult to determine but just how much. Some areas are good, some not so good, but regardless, it's still critical to our soybean futures market. Daily market intelligence into crop weather will remain important to price direction. Keep in mind, it's not only soybeans, but corn too in Brazil that needs to be watched. Much of Brazil's soybean planting was delayed, which not only will have an effect on Brazilian soybean yield, but also on some safrina corn being planted. Brazil corn acres and yield will be impacting our corn market. And as we look ahead, this is manifesting itself in the background. Global wheat ending stocks were cut 3.95 million metric tons in the December 10th WASDE report. Now at first glance, this might make you yawn, but it comes after the trade was expecting an increase. Wheat stocks are still large, but U.S. stocks continue to shrink. Wheat is divided into different classes, and not all classes are the same, with supplies divided up across the world. For instance, China holds approximately 51% of world wheat stocks, or do they? It's always an instance of conjecture for the trade. However, it's not exported, which makes a decline in global wheat stocks a bigger issue. It's part of the reason Chicago wheat futures are above $6 a bushel, and this needs watching as 2021 dawns. Now, for corn, U.S. corn exports are hot. If realized, will be a record of $2.65 billion. As everybody knows, China is committed to buying quite a bit of American corn. It a result in marked it has resulted in March corn at four hundred twenty three and december two thousand twenty one corn at four hundred twelve, which are good prices, but to be maintained, Chinese buying needs to continue in a week US dollar helps. Ethanol might help too. In january of two thousand twenty, US ethanol production topped out at one point zero eight one million bushels per day, but fell to a low of five hundred thirty seven thousand barrels per day in April as the COVID lockout intensified. We've worked our way back to 991,000 barrels per day as of December 4th, and even though we're into a brutal second wave with a vaccine, you can hope for increased ethanol usage to rise. The March 2021 corn futures contract is currently priced at 4.75 cents below the July contract, indicating a neutral to bullish indication of demand. Seasonally corn prices tend to top in early to mid-June, but 2020 broke the mold on that. Watch for it in 2021. The nearby spot contract is in the 74th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now for soybeans, how many soybeans are out there? Well, it's hard to say, but the U.S. ending stock's use ratio is down to 3.9%, which is the lowest in 20 years. It almost makes those 1 billion bushel carry oats from 2019 seem nostalgic. In fact, it's hard to believe. But that is how this market has changed relatively quickly. It should be well supported because of this through the winter. And as we move into 2021... You have to ask yourself, how many soybeans are you planting next year? As you might surmise, higher soybean prices have shifted the focus for more soybean acres next year versus spring wheat, cotton, and even corn. With 83.1 million acres of soybeans planted last year, do we approach 89 to 90 million acres that we had back in 2018-19. Unless things change, the switch will be on. The January 2021 soybean contract is currently 5.5 cents below the March prices, which is still neutral to bullish. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to peak in July and bottom in October. Obviously, 2020 was an anomaly to that rule, and the nearby January contract is currently in the 74th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, it's been exciting in wheat lately as President Putin has threatened to impose a grain export quota and export tax for the period of February 15th to 30th to help stem the price of bread. Now, this would be significant as Russia has put a lot of wheat in international markets. 22% of Russian wheat is in poor condition now. The market is a little bit more nervous than usual because American acres were down. Still, global stocks are onerous. I think we all know the drill in wheat. It has at least nine lives. And in Ontario, lots of wheat was put into the ground this fall with quite good conditions. Upward of a one million acres may be planted. $7-plus wheat contracts have been available for several weeks and a good starting point for many Ontario wheat producers. The December WASDE report was low on drama, mirroring much of the same numbers that came in their November report. There was some thought the soybean export number would be adjusted based on the torrid pace of soybean exports, but it was not. Needless to say, the next USDA report will be January 12, 2021, and it should provide near-final clarity on production, grain stocks, and yield. It might not be what it used to be, but expected to be a market mover on January 12. However, keep in mind, it's near-final as the USDA never loses the opportunity to change the numbers months and even years later at their convenience. It's no secret that the Canadian dollar continues its rather aggressive move toward $0.80 U.S., and moving $0.02 between November and December is significant, and it's based solely on the American dollar weakening. That is always a litmus test, as the Canadian dollar moves in an inverse fashion to the U.S. dollar. There was no change in interest rates from the Bank of Canada. The simple foreign exchange calculation aggressively shaves our Ontario wheat and soybean basis when the loony gains in value. Corn is a completely different animal, much more attuned to the. US replacement price, but even that is changing with the relatively new preferential access export market into the EU and the UK. Now, as the year comes to an end and 2021 dawns, there is a certain sense of moving on from this crop year. In Ontario, prices were extremely high at harvest time compared to planting time. Inverse future spreads were screaming at farmers to sell their grain, and a vast amount of old crop was sold. Needless to say, the old crop market is not over, and the new crop market continues to boil. There is still much relevance for daily market intelligence, CONAB disagrees with USDA and Brazilian crop conditions. There are a myriad of other geopolitical conditions that are manifesting themselves. Market factors affecting grain prices continue to be dynamic. The most dynamic of all might be the release of the COVID-19 vaccine, which was released around to the Western world in mid-December. Many scientists say this will be the game changer to break the pandemic. And breaking the pandemic means getting back to a more normal pattern, not only for mankind, but also for our markets. It should mean better, larger, and more stable demand. The challenge for Ontario farmers is to continue to stay safe while managing those marketing plans. This world is changing again. And with that, there will be many grain marketing opportunities ahead. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario, Market Trends Commentary for December and January of 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Philip Shaw.